before it's called like thunderbolts of the gods and it, it has um it's like kind of like the theory about how there's all these petroglyphs all over the world that are showing very similar imagery and like we think that it's like oh it's like yeah they're just drawing a bunch of suns with like eight eight spokes on it or whatever like that's just the symbol of the sun but it's or like like a little guy with his arms like going like this and his legs going like that and you think like oh okay well that's just you know they're just drawing a little dude doing a dance or something yeah. yeah representation but it's like actually they they show like what electricity looks like in certain plasmic forms when it spurts off jolts wow. so they think like no that must have been something that was going on in the sky and if you have very limited amount of time of life left and you know that you got to like translate something to future generations and you don't going to use your language because you don't know that they can speak your language what are you going to draw you're going to be like, this happened in the sky, this happened in the sky. He's like, and it's everywhere. So it's kind of interesting because like it's in Australia, like these, like, and they go into examples of where you can find like South America, North America, Europe, you know, all these places where you can yeah. have these same symbols. And um, so that's an interesting way of interpreting that stuff that I hadn't, hadn't, thought, hadn't thought about before that. that was cool. And then also they talk about how comets are actually, it's like, basically like a piezoelectric effect within the it's like an electric effect happening when when this body is going through the space instead of like how we're traditionally taught is it's like like ice melting off of it or but particles coming off it but if you think about like hellbop or something which has been around it comes around every 77 not hellbop what's that other one haley's comment haley's like, yeah yeah that comes around like every 70 something years like and that's been coming around since Galileo's time okay so you're looking at like 500 like it it would be ran out of matter to release at that rate already if it's been going on for this and this and this so I mean there's some other effect happening that we that is that we're not talking about and they they basically like postulate that it's it's the way in which we like we're not putting electricity into the factor of our universe at all you know, we're, we, we think of it as just atoms and particles and we, we don't look at the effects of, of actual uh, electricity and stuff. So I don't know, it's kind of like an interesting little side yeah. dig that we should look into. Right. Well, it does make sense. You know, we, again, going back to electrical beings and electrical universe where that, that's, it's, it probably has a, as, has a greater effect than or or it should be looked at more deeply than we're looking at it right now we don't like you said we don't, we're not really considering it so yeah hmm. something to think about yeah you don't don't even think about that you, like you said it's just like ice or particles coming off but it could be other things but the, the thing about those uh representations of possibly some kind of electric or what was happening in the s stars when these like these petroglyphs I think that there, with a lot of things, I think that there's multiple interpretations of them. And I don't think that any of them are necessarily the right or the wrong one. You know, I think that, the, I think right. that they can have a lot of different meaning that could be true anyway, depending on, I don't know, either your thought about it or what you find, or it could just have, the symbol could have multiple meanings. That could be just a man or it could be electricity and how it affects man. And then you can get into different, ideas about it like the flower of life too when it keeps popping up and it's like well what is this flower of life that keeps popping up and then and then you think about the whole like 
essence grid. of yeah like the grid that's right the grid around the earth you could think about it like that or you could think about like the building blocks for that's in everything or you can think about it as um i don't know like um i don't know repeating history or uh, fractals or anything anything you could think about that could could really be true or like the tree of life even and i don't know it, there's just um it's like it's like you open up a little Pandora's box and it just keeps getting oh wow that's great like that's a school of thought or some like maybe somebody has an idea about it and there's a whole physics behind it and that's the avenue they go down and then like maybe um, people that are into some kind of I don't know theology or something else would be looking at it in a different perspective it's just different lens it's interesting because it's like but it does make me kind of second guess the thing of oh, there's like some grunting caveman in a cave going, oh, oh, give me that chisel. I'm going to draw a monkey or something that looks like a, you know, a, a, a bull. Like, like, like you kind of start going like, was there meaning behind it? Like, what was the intent? Like, is there intention or not? You know, because mm -hmm. like the way we are almost like the story that's like non-verbalized to us, but it's just like, Oh, look what it, like the little babies did. Oh, right, isn't right. that cute? Yeah, we're we're considering them as like non-conscious beings or non. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's like in. look, they almost like like they were trying to do representational art, you guys. Like in art history, that's literally like they start you with like the caved paintings in France, and they're like, oh, like look, this is the first representation of a figure right. we have. Right, like here's some goats they drew. Right, this is so cute, <laughs> and it's it, it's yeah. a little it's a little condescending the way we think of the past in a lot of ways. That is true. It is condescending, like as if we're more evolved now than we than they were at that point. Like as if we've come so so far, and <laughs> we're right. so enlightened now. But I mean, it, it all it takes is one like giant natural disaster, and you know, like whatever. Like if 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 a giant a giant tsunami hit us right now like like nothing of this would be around like nothing of like this would be crushed into oblivion right. well and that's happened at least a few other worlds like you know that's possibly already happened that's why when they all of a sudden find nails inside of uh, inside of rocks that are ancient and they're like oh wow well where did this come from right or a computer or like uh, those hammers inside of stones or that yeah like in, yeah that uh greek computer what's it called the, right right yeah that computer that they found and it's just like oh no explanation for this carry on <laughs> that's an anomalous uh, item that was probably used right. to calculate sea bearing uh, you know like you're like okay whatever i don't know yeah yeah but you know that the, the I keep thinking now that I'm living on the coast and I'm like looking at the water every day and thinking how water holds memory, like even though it would be forgotten, there's still, it's never fully forgotten. There is always going to be at least part of it, maybe not the full history, but there'll always be remnants of the phone or something. Something will be there because of, because of the fact that water has memory for that, for that thought alone or that, that quartz has can record things that it's always going to be somewhere 
recorded. Yeah, I wonder like how long it has memory for, like forever. So what? Because like, was that has the water? Does the water's been like in a cyclical cycle of recycling for as long as the planet's been around, right? I guess. Yeah, I would think it would be forever. I, that's my guess. Because why not? It's it's like water is conscious also, and it's yeah. I don't know. I th I always think, wow, this water. Well, and it's becoming activated again. Like people are intentionally activating water and water is getting activated. That's one, that's part of the reason why we're able to have this awakening right now because of all of our water is connected and, um, to each other and to the earth that this awakening is happening. And as the ice caps are melting, that's the other thing. I was thinking about the ice caps oh. melting and I was like, well, the ice caps are melting. And even though this is a bad thing because of that, it's actually bringing the awakening because it's all that memory that's stored is now flowing into the oceans and, oh. and yeah, and re-enlightening us. That's a good, like, I like that. Cause it also kind of would be like, okay, maybe that's why people are getting Atlantis Lemurian type like exactly. um i don't know if you could like call memories them, or... like yeah like uh yeah like pings of, of insight about them where you're kind of going like well maybe that that's from? yeah that's interesting yeah the activation that's what i that's yeah that occurred to me like not that long ago and i was like oh yeah so that all had to happen like it all has to happen so even though it's like oh it would have been just frozen in time in the himalayas somewhere yeah mountain peaks and yeah Anyway, I, I always think cool. about like, um, if the, if, if everything melts and you get into like complete water world, like how, like how much is, do we actually really know how much is available to melt? Like, cause you know, like they, know. they like on, uh, what is that? I think it was the movie water world. Basically it's just like, there may be like Mount Everest might be a little tiny Island. Everything else is underwater. And then you're kind of thinking like, I don't know if that, if there's enough ice for that to happen. I right. Just, I always wonder that too. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't because seem like it, but I don't know. It doesn't know. seem like it either. Maybe Antarctica probably has quite a lot of ice though. Yeah. Anyway, but, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Even if that's like one seventh of the continent and you're sick. Well, maybe it's all going to inner earth. That's what I think too. I'm like, maybe it's just, maybe it's inner earth taking in some of the water. I don't know. So big week for UFOs in terms of um, that, UFO or that there was a article that came yeah there was a big article that came out in the New York Times about um confirming like that Bob Lazar kind of story in terms of that there was reverse engineering craft that the government has or whatever but it's so weird because the only people that I've seen talking about it are already UFO people <laughs> right right yeah. So it's like, it's not, it's not like my siblings were like, whoa, Nikki, check this out or whatever. It's like, no. Yeah. I know when I saw it, I, I, I actually didn't read the article because me, I was like. Me either, because it looked, it was, I started and it was too boring. Like, it's just. Well, I just felt like, all right, why are we, I mean, like, yeah, okay, everyone knows this already. Okay, so it hit the mainstream press, great. And the mainstream <laughs> doesn't even care anymore. They're just like, eh. Right. Well, because probably no one really was into it. I don't know. See, that's that's the thing that is kind of... Um, had I, like, in 2008 or something, run across that, I would have been like, oh, whoa, that's just awesome. I would have been all over that, like, before I'd ever been into this stuff, really, you know? <laughs> 
And I, I just find, um, yeah, I think people have, have chosen their camp of shelter at this point. That's what it feels yeah. like. And they're in it. They're in it. Right, right. In their camp of shelter, whatever that that's is. That's true. The thing that's been coming up in my newsfeed is like, or, yeah, th this, um, these like seeds that are being sent to people from China, which I, th which is totally crazy. So people don't order seeds, but they've been receiving um, like random whatever seeds, tomato, like all sorts of seeds, just regular garden seeds. And so the first place I belong to a lot of like homesteading and, and permaculture groups. Mm -hmm. So uh, the first person who posted it was from England and she received it and she's just like, yeah, you know, like I got these seeds from China and it just seems so shady and I, I'm going to, I have to report them and whatever. And I thought, wow, that's weird. And then the second time I saw it was in a different group or a similar group and they, they showed pictures of it and she received something from, and she was in Canada. And then the, and then the report, what and then I saw- What do you mean shady though? Like they look- Well, because, well, look, because some of them are not, some of them look like, let's say it says tomato seed and it looks like a tomato seed, but there are other seeds that are, are people were saying that like the people in uh, England, they were getting like an invasive seed that was okay. labeled as something else. And they're coming through labeled as um, earrings, like stud earrings. That's how they're getting through customs because oh. they're seeds and they're easy to get through. And then I saw right. in a regular mainstream could be like eucalyptus news. or some kind of invasive. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. There's tons of invasive species. And um, so they're, they're asking people to like burn them and to, you know, to report it. But it's like, wow, is that like the new warfare type of thing? Like an invasive species of seeds? Yeah. So you know, know. a lot of people are gonna, are gonna like plant them. Like it's probably not a good idea. Like the whole thing about like Monsanto should be, I don't care like what good things people say about a Monsanto or not, but like the fact that you engineered seeds that only have one season intentionally right. for profit to exactly. be able to sell your seeds always every year is like a, a war. That is like the biggest crime to humanity. I think exactly. that's ever been committed. It's like a human rights violation. It, it is like a human rights And not only that, but it's become so pervasive that people have to like secretly barter heirloom seeds like you know yeah. I, it's yeah and we've gotten so okay in night and prior to world war ii everybody like everybody and their mama's dog had a little garden patch right. for just space exactly. stuff they sure. may not have been you know but like whatever they had some like maybe five percent maybe ten percent i don't know depending on their garden patch but they had a percentage of their food came from their own garden Correct. And then now it's kind of like maybe point point zero five percent of people have anything like that, like eat a right. vegetable that is grown by their own hands at all. And and it's like I you know I I, I did yeah. a garden this year and um, it's 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 expensive. Like you pay like three to four dollars per pack of seeds, and or right. if you get an already sprouted plant, there's that. And then you have no idea, like. Oh, like none of this stuff I already know none of this stuff will grow again next year like you I mean right. you have to get in the inside to get these heirloom seeds right and then you have to save seeds and you have to know how to save them well and then if you're lucky you, you know like a mouse doesn't eat it or like there's some kind of like 
crop issue. So yeah, food is a serious situation and growing well, it is, is definitely serious. And I thought to myself this year, I'm like, I'm like, I need to learn how in case like, if, yeah. if I, just in case, like as a life skill, like if you were on a deserted island, you didn't right. know how to use a hatchet to open and all you had was a coconut and a hatchet, like you're going to have a hard, hard time with it, you know? Well, it's like, okay, like one of the most basic human things a person should know how to do is to plant a seed, water it, and, and make save seeds. Save, 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 save it, and then, yeah, and have save seed stuff. Absolutely. I don't know how to necessarily do. I mean, it depends on the thing. Some things are more obvious, like, you know, um, than others, you know, yeah. like tomato yeah. seeds. I don't know. I, I guess you get the little slimy seeds out of the tomato. I mean, yeah, yeah, you dry them up, you put them on a paper towel, you take off like the membrane around it, and then you let them dry for a couple of weeks, and then you could pack them. It's not that difficult, although I haven't done it, I have to say, but people have done it, and they say tomato seeds aren't that hard. But, you know, tomatoes are, like, I, I, fl I flew with this one flight attendant guy who was kind of like, reminded me of Joe Pesci or something. He was from, like, Boston, and he was like, he's like, ah, I have to, I have to make my own tomatoes, because, you know, I don't, I don't like the tomatoes you buy at the store, they have no flavor, you know, yeah. and I'm like, that's actually true, they really it don't, though. Oh, my mom always says that. But yes, it's true. <laughs> and so like he grew, he was like, he was like, here, try some of this. Try some. He's always like getting me to try like his, you know, like say his, whatever, he made a bunch of tomato sauce and tomato pastes and stuff. And, and he's like, he's, he was showing me pictures of his garden and all this stuff. And I was like, well, like, I don't know. I was like, did you get into, I was thinking maybe he was into permaculture. This He's like, no, I just can't stand the taste of the tomatoes at the store. It's like, if you right. want good food, you have to grow it yourself. That's correct. He's right. Yeah. Totally right. Um, what was I just thinking about the Monsanto thing? Oh, this is not, I, I'm not sure what it was, but the other day I live, I could live across the street from like this empty lot. That's like, um, it's like overgrown weeds pretty much. But on the far end of it, the other day I saw this guy spraying and I was thinking that naively thinking that he was spraying for mosquitoes, but then the, he was like walking through the field. It wasn't close to me, but anyway, um, then the next day we passed and the, the patch where he had sprayed was completely brown. And Paige was like, oh, he sprayed to kill the, he, he sprayed to kill it. And I was like, oh, wow, I wonder if he put down Roundup or something like heavily yeah. toxic. Well, probably because it was easier than mowing it down because you're supposed to take care of your property and then you have to like, somebody owns right. that and they're supposed to like yeah. mow it actually. But, um, but yeah, it was probably easier than doing that. So he just like sprayed it, it's all brown. And I'm like, that's seeping into the groundwater and it's probably Roundup. Cause I don't even know if Roundup's illegal in, in Mexico. Right. I don't think it's, it's, it's it, isn't it still legal in the US? I think so, yeah, I think it is. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting cause I was listening to a podcast today with Dennis McKenna, who's like Terrence McKenna's brother. And he was talking about how, like, they're both really into ayahuasca, right? You know, like psychedelics and stuff. But he was talking about how um, we might be experiencing, um, he's like, you could, uh, you could also think of it almost like as if it could be inverse. Like, we are getting more intelligent and being able to spread and do these things because of influence of plants. Like, plants are they manipulate us to plant them. They manipulate us to, to nurture them, to grow them, to do these things or whatever. Um, he's like, so we, you know, he, he had a whole like little thing about how we definitely could be um, being made more conscious by plant life. Oh, I think so. 
you know, as a way for them to um, uh, benefit themselves too, you know, they, right, they, right. They, they need us. So yeah, 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 that's true. That's an excellent point. Um, the other day I watched Brian Scott, like with, with uh, reality revolution, he was interviewing a woman. I can't remember her name right now, but she, she's like the tree whisperer. She's able to communicate with trees. At some point she was able to like, she, she, um, she channels and downloads and whatever, but, but now she's able to like talk to, but more than anything, listen to trees and hear what they have to say. So she was talking about like the whole thing about like the communication behind trees and like how pretty much they're the most giving, like loving, like, species pretty much on the planet like according to her <laughs> because they um well that was crazy um because they they just are constantly giving it's like the giving tree and they'll they'll just accept whatever you decide to do with it like they'll accept if you want to cut it down they're never going to be like no fight against it but like yeah but the trees like yeah they communicate so anyway i wouldn't be surprised if they were um if plants had like you know an ulterior agenda <laughs> that's interesting yeah I, I mean, like, I, uh, well, you know, like with uh, that Judema stuff I took, which is, a, it's like a, a ayahuasca hallucination. Like I, I felt like I was experiencing plant consciousness and it was yes. just, it, it's, exactly. um, that's the best way I can explain it. Like, I don't know how, I mean, it's just, and I felt like I felt the way they experienced time and the way that the the time loops around itself which is so interesting but um but they definitely have a much from my experience they have a much uh just chiller like <laughs> just, they, they're, yeah you want life <laughs> like be, yeah they yeah they, like they're 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 content with being and um yeah. it's interesting because like my i have a friend who um she claims that she has this one past life memory of being a flower i think i've told you that before yes. yeah and and she she will she says that it was like it was like just a beautiful happy existence and she's like she didn't even know it was short because in her interpretation it wasn't short but you know yeah right she was true wow when she remembers that that's pretty cool yeah who like, knows I would love for her to describe how she, she described that memory to me, but she was like, she's like, she remembers like opening up in the sun and then closing up at night. Like she remembers like a, the whole cycle of being this flower. And I'm like, that's wow. interesting. So yeah, I don't know. Totally. Cool. Yeah. Different conception of time. 